Holy cow. Just a couple of quick announcements for diving into this week's episode of the Basically Good Podcast. Um, what a dang weekend. Um, we're so excited to share that we have successfully <laughs> completed. I actually was not, it was Rocky Roads a little bit, but we have successfully through a couple of broken up episodes because of some tech issues, and I swear that something was trying to, trying to prohibit us from completing it, but we did complete our very first day of recording of the Delta Green Show that will be available once we hit our goal on Patreon. We have recorded, I mean, a large chunk. We really, we spent a whole day on Sunday pretty much just playing Delta Green um, and recorded several, several episodes. And we are excited to share uh, the art piece as well as the title of the show. We're so excited we could just finally share it with you. Um, for those who are watching on our Patreon video, we're going to show the poster here done by the amazing Tori Wilson. Again, who she's the one who also took care of our uh, our pre-pod uh, poster. So here it is. Uh, we are so proud to be able to announce that the title of the show uh, is going to be The Infinity Archives. Um, this is going to be an all-encompassing, uh, we assume, uh, Delta Green brand, our, our basically good show, will be all kind of built under the the title of the Infinity Archives. We love the idea of um, this being a, a, a show title, and I can't really get too much into it. Uh, but uh, it sounds mysterious. It sounds very Twilight Zone. Uh, we had a blast kind of coming up with the name and then also working with Tori uh, on this poster. So check out social media. We're going to be dropping it today. Um, Kind of getting the word out. Again, we're $60 away from a weekly show, weekly show on Patreon. We are so close. And if you are a patron subscriber, you're going to be able to get access to this show weekly pretty much right away. Our goal is to, as soon as we hit that following week, that following Tuesday, I think we're going to do Tuesday drop days for Delta Green. Um, we're going to start dropping weekly shows, weekly Delta Green Guys, I can't sing the praises of the players enough. Um, it, it was a wild ride. Uh, we ended on a on a note where it's frustrating because we stopped and I was like, well, that's it. <laughs> that's it until we record again. Just a nightmare. A huge cliffhanger. Uh, most, most of the episodes uh, ended on those cliffhanger moments and we were able to just keep playing, you know. Uh, but we're so bummed to be done and the, the story is not over. We have no idea what's going to happen to our agents. Um, enough about Delta Green. That's really the huge announcement. Uh, we are going to have some art getting finished up this week that we have been waiting on for months um, that is specifically pertaining to the Basically Good podcast. We're very, very excited. Uh, Gustavo, our resident artist, Gustavo Gibrazi, uh, is back at it with another piece for us. Um, so we're very excited to share that with you. You should be seeing that either today or tomorrow as well. Maybe we'll space it out a little bit. Um, we're excited to be sharing that we partner with No Nap Ones. If anybody who's in the Pathfinder world uh, is going to know that name, uh, he's a <laughs> his tagline is a famous YouTuber. Um, he is he's very popular actually among uh, the YouTubers. I believe he's got over twenty thousand subscribers. Uh, paizo has been working with him for a long time, but we're going to be partnering with him and doing some advertising through his show. We're very excited about that. We're waiting on this last piece, and it should be dropping here. Sometime in May, um, but uh, big things moving along. I want to thank you guys just for continuing to listen to the Basically Good Podcast. Uh, it, we are excited about where things are going with our show. 
And we thank you all for jumping into the Discord day in and day out uh, and, and chatting it up with us, talking to us on social media, um, and spending some time with us on what's going on here as well. Uh, we are, so, we, we are, we are preparing lots of new things for you all. So we're so stoked to be able to do that. Take a look at the online shop. You haven't in a while. We got some dice that are in the works right now. that are going to be showing up there again, basically goodpodcast.com slash shop. See what's available there now. Um, and we got a few things that we're shipping out to some friends and, uh, folks that have won things on what's going on here. So those should be going out this week as well. Uh, lastly, want to give it up to our patron of the week. None other than Elijah. Elijah's been hanging out with us for quite some time, uh, supported on Patreon for for uh, over a year for sure. Uh, Elijah, thank you so much for for your uh, support, for listening to the show, for staying close and, and having a, a, a good ear, uh, for, for supporting our show. I know that you were, he was interested in uh, the Bangarang gang. We first got started and actually did a 3D render of uh, Ursan, which is amazing. Um, so uh, Elijah, thank you so much again for the support. Uh, that is all the announcements that I have for today. Please enjoy this week's episode of the Basically Good Podcast. We open back up to Lady Decour's School for Girls. It is, I don't know, maybe like 10 o'clock. You guys woke up, maybe did your morning workout routines. You're still a little stiff uh, and sore from the from the day before. Got some uh, Got some healthy elven breakfast. And you guys are ready to start your day. Um, and about this time, as you guys are kind of like slinging your backpacks over your shoulder to, to hit the streets of Kentargo, um, Nolly comes up to you and says, uh, uh, where, where are y'all going? Or are you going out into the town? I thought you guys were all trying to lay low. That's why you, uh, skedaddled without telling anybody the other day. I brought a fake mustache. <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing, I'm Aaron, wearing what, what, what is what, Okay, what is it? Aaron, Aaron Antonio. Aaron Antonio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I put my hood up and I say, <laughs> um, we're just going down to Chapel Hill to pray before the next chapter of our adventure, you know, it's always good to have the gods on your side. And I believe the reason that we had, you know, left the way we did was we just didn't necessarily want to be at that scene. Don't know if anybody here knows who we are particularly, but we definitely don't want to make that a known fact. I see. All right, then, uh, Temple Hill, uh, which uh, church you guys planning on visiting Aaron and I bought season tickets to the church of uh, I am a Shailen? devout saint of Shailen we love that we love Shailen you they don't. killed it last and season. you 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 guys like <laughs> see like a, a, a relief wash over her face like oh, okay good I, I didn't know if um maybe some of you were Zon Cathanites or something or Abadarians well, yeah, I might I might have this burn across my face, but it wasn't self-inflicted, so don't worry about it. I see. Well, if you uh if you're heading up that way, she kind of bends <laughs> gets up on her tippy toes, I guess. Um and like puts her hand over her to the side of her mouth and says, "Uh there's a Bellflower Network associate of mine at the Temple of Shaylin." Oh. 
Her name is uh, her name's Brenda. Um, Brenda Song. Okay. <laughs> um, I was like, wait. <laughs> she's uh, yeah, yeah. She's uh, she's got a, a way with the harp. Um, if you guys are ever needing to enjoy some good music, or she's uh, she's also got a service on the side that you might be interested in. But uh, but I I, I don't want to. You know, tell you all what to do. Enjoy your day. Brenda we'll, Song? We'll, Did she was she was she in Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've you've seen that performance, that play? I have. I it's famous even all the way down in the Milwaukee. I would love to meet her, but Frizz and I are going to uh, speak to some Desna worshippers at the, the Temple of All Gods, so I don't know if we'll see Brenda. I'll get an autograph. Ah uh, yes. Please do. Please do. All right. Well, y'all take care. Uh, we'll, we'll be here. Uh, if we're not here, you might want to check at the uh, Long Roads Coffee House. I know Laria is already sp speaking with the town guard about trying to repair from all the all the ghosts and everything. But uh, if y'all if y'all need us, just just holler. And she kind of goes back to the, the cafeteria. Well, does everybody have their lunch packed? Aaron, <laughs> did you forget your lunch again? No. We're fasting today. Thank you. <laughs> today is it's a religious day. Aaron, it's says, Aaron says no and then lifts up a small duffel of birdseed. <laughs> he packed and ties it around his too. neck. It's just oh a God. feed bag. What is everybody's <laughs> like? I feel like there's like staple food that everybody eats. I feel like mine is just like a freaking sandwich in a Ziploc bag. Like that's the energy that Urkel gives off. It's like, Maybe like, turkey and cheese. Like, turkey, I've been having turkey the cheese turkey, turkey and cheese sandwich for the past 30 years. <laughs> I pack lunches for myself every week on Sunday night. I think uh, I think Frizzy Gang is, is one of those people who like never has leftovers like they take the leftovers and they make them into something different later on oh like I love you know that. like so like they're like the person's like oh like i took all these things and i put them together now it's a new thing i think frizz gig's mm -hmm. one of those people so he's always got something like weird and but every other like, day no, it was like a Friday bunch night. of leftovers and i paid this and everyone's like oh my gosh you're so smart <laughs> incredible like that nice nice, nice, nice. um we're ready also ronnie just yeah. so you know the people's temple is not a temple anymore. It's their government building. Oh. So there are only three holy sites, and that is Abadar, which is the uh, god of coin, Zonkathon, god of darkness and torture, and then there's the uh, Shaylin temple, which is goddess of beauty and art. Is well, there so one those of those are the three options. Nice. Well, yeah, okay, yeah. but but so we had we had met and I don't know if this is something that we would have talked about with them while we were there. But when we were at um, Cypress Point and talking with the um, the was she the elder or the governor? Yeah, she was there? the yeah, she was the elder of the their tribe or their like village. And she was a, a Desna. Yeah. Worshiper. So I don't know if that would ever come up if there was any connections that they may have had all the way in Kentargo, or if that's like, eh, we didn't really talk to Kentargo, you know, but she knew exactly what that holy site was up top. So 
She definitely yeah, knew. Because, yeah, because yeah, that was definitely a De- a Desna holy site. Would we? But as far as Kentargo, yeah, is there, yeah. do we have any? Con- do you think she would have any connections to them? Not that we would have asked. You know, I'm kind of metagaming here, so. Um, I would say. I, I think they're too rural, right? I think they're kind of to themselves. I don't okay. think maybe you could name drop their name, uh, but the closest ally with Desna would have been Shaylin. That would okay. be your best bet. But okay, so my point just, is, yeah. obviously, there might be people all around. Like, like if, for example, the um, the uh, tooth and nail where you were at, I'm pretty sure had like a symbol of Caden Kalian. You know, so it's like there might not be a temple of Desna, right. but there could be. Des people who worship a home Desna church around but, prophets, but I just want home church. yeah, I just want to let you know that it's not like a widespread religion here, right? So. Yeah, in that case, I do want to spend some time once we leave looking for a temple, not a temple, like where a where believers in Desna or where followers of Desna would meet in Kentargo. Maybe do a little bit of asking around if that would be mm-hmm. okay. Sure. Um. Yeah, and also just so you know, like Desna is a is a widely not I guess worshipped, but it she's the goddess of travelers, you know, and so like really any traveler, you know, walking from one city to another or whatever, they're gonna have like little star pendants or whatever just for like warding off, you know. Hope I don't get jumped by bandits or whatever. So yeah. like it's I would say it's a very common one, but not necessarily like deserves its own temple. Does that make right, sense? Right, right, right. So. It's like so common, but it's among travelers that people who aren't staying in the same place, right? Mm. Yeah. Uh, you know what would be cool so if there were sense. like small, tiny shrines set out throughout the like, yeah, I would imagine roads. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> maybe That's near tight. the entrance. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like a couple hundred feet past the entrance to Contargo, like the, the gate that you get in mm-hmm. or the port. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I'm cool with that. But yeah, I, I would like to, to know if there's like a gathering of believers, mm-hmm. quote unquote, here, like permanent gathering of believers. If there's not, I think we just go to mm-hmm. the Temple of Shaylin and worship with um, yeah. Aaron and, and Urkel otherwise. So as you guys head out to Temple Hill, um, you know, you're asking around um, and on your way there, yeah, pretty much everyone's kind of saying like, um, not necessarily there's any kind of like gathering or anything, but uh, so that seems like a little bit of a dead end. But as you approach um, the end of Jarvis End, or sorry, the east side of Jarvis End, um, the Argo Isle rises to its highest point, and you see the uh, crowned hill of Temple Hill where there is a giant uh, people's temple. Um, And then the sides of the hill, you see there's obviously kind of the white marble um, Temple of Shaylin known as, um, known as Songbird Hall. Shout out. Then kind of across from it, you see there is the Shadow Square that is like very gothic and like steel iron uh, crooked, you know, gates and such. Um, And you would imagine there's probably some uh, Nidalese people there. And then 
it doesn't even look like a temple. It's just a bank, like a big business building, uh, is the Abadarian Temple called the uh, House of the Golden Veils. Hmm. Whoa. And yeah, so you guys are kind of, I would imagine at this point you were outside the People's Temple. It's this big metropolitan area where people are passing you by back and forth. Um, and on each kind of in a circle, on each part of a, a third of, of the circle, you would see a different temple. Um, but as you guys are approaching the Songbird Hall, uh, you start to notice uh, really nice um, uh, hedges and like hedge art, I would imagine. Like people kind of like uh, cutting and, and making all kinds of uh, shapes. And also this is Pathfinder. So there's just druids just ha ha like straight up, just like shaping, you know, like really cool five, looking like hedge five art. Five seconds. Just takes five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there, I, I imagine in my head, it looks very gr uh, Greek, right? It's like you've got Ooh, like a, yeah. like almost like a Parthenon, you yeah, know? So it's totally. like marble, a very open architecture. You see there are all kinds of uh, artists kind of just sitting on the steps, like with their pallets and their... Um, easels. Yeah, they're easels. And they're just like kind of painting the landscapes. You see some people are singing um, and... As you approach, you hear uh, kind of a chorus and sound from the inside. It's just like the acoustics are very uh, well designed uh, that echoes outside of the hall. Uh, but yeah, everyone, the, the vibe is very nice. It's very nice smells of flowers. Um, and yeah, what do you guys want to do here? Aaron gets so excited. He says, it's my flock. And runs over and he's like running by different people and looking what they're doing and smiling and floating around like a little hummingbird. <laughs> uh, I imagine, Aaron, you're like taking in well. Um, I imagine the other three kind of step back a little bit and let Aaron kind of like uh, talk. And I imagine you're very much in your element. And yeah, as you kind of hop from person to person, checking out what they're doing, uh, they all seem to be just enjoying the, uh, the warm afternoon. Uh, oh, I apologize. It's actually a little cold. It's a little brisk, uh, but because uh, it is the middle of Kuthana, uh, which is December, the darkest time of the year. Um, but regardless, there are still people um, practicing their trade, their craftsmanship and everything. Um, and you see there is a priest that you notice off to the side, Aaron, um, that is wearing um, beautiful flowing kind of rainbow robes uh, and he is passing out um, what looks to be like some kind of porridge or stew from a pot and uh, passing it out to some some people who um, might have some dirty clothes or don't look to be as as washed um, as everyone else in Temple Square. Um, few tieflings uh, scattered here and there. Mostly people from the, uh, I think the Red Roof District is probably the the slummier area of, of the city. Uh, but yeah, this this man appears to be a high ranking priest of Shaylin. Mm. Can I can I talk to him or is he is he pretty busy? Uh, no, he's. I mean, he's just kind of helping. So if you wanted to approach him, you could. Yeah, I want to approach him and say, "What ho, my brother of Shaylin." Ah, well, I don't think we've met. What is your name? 
Mr. Elf. My name's Aaron. Um, I'm a cleric of Shaylin. She's really rad. Um, yeah, she gave me a little bit of magic. This is my name, Zachrin Vast. Mm, I am the high priest of Songbird Hall. Mm. Shaylin, bless you, and are those your friends over there staring at us? Oh, yeah. I, I, I waved them over. Um, well met. What uh, what are your names? Hi, my name is Clary. I'm follower of Ketifis, as I am from the Moangi. But I also am a disciple of Callistra to some extent. But I am no stranger to the good works of Shailen, as I am traveling companions with Aaron. I see. And you, young goblin, what is your name? Oh, um, uh, Frizzigig. Nice to meet you. And you? My name is Urkel Short, and I put my hand out with the freaking gloves on. I don't think it matters. This guy's real nice. He likes us. Um, <clears throat> and I say, um, it's beautiful, beautiful architecture. And I must say, the grounds outside are just impeccable. Classic Urkel move. Classic yeah. Urkel. It's true. Quark. Um, yes, well, it took quite some time to get our temple back in ship shape after the throne occupancy, but we have persevered, and she is doing better than ever. We've all been blessed by Shaylin's uh, craftsmanship and Everyone has done their part to create a good haven for the artists and creatives of Kintargo. Now, what brings you to the temple? I, I can tell that you are all adventurers, no? Well, I had to come. As only I do anything to feel closer to my deity. Um, but I think we were also Wanting to see Brenda, Brenda's song of the Wendy Wu cast. Yeah, she plays <laughs> a mean uh, harp. Yeah. And oh, also yes. kicks a Brenda's leather ball song. very well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very multi-talented. Yes. Well, I believe Brenda should be playing sometime shortly. Um, she plays for all to hear. Um, and she also has a uh, ritual if any of you are interested um, she has it is by appointment only but uh, many people have come to Songbird Hall from uh, from far away across Ravenel um, she offers the chance to speak to the dead Whoa. to loved ones um Loved ones far gone, if any of you are interested in such a service. I never Whoa. thought about that before. This Dang. just got this just got real, real. Favorite quick. episode of season three! <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh my gosh. I wanna dude. I wanna talk all to my us, parents. All of us, all of us had somebody that popped in our head, like immediately. So good. Ah. Um, uh, composure. I uh I, I am interested, but how much gold does uh, Miss Brenda require? 
no gold, but any donation any of you would like to make to the temple um, would please Shaylin. But I do warn you that this practice is best done only a few times. You can imagine the wear and tear on the mind of continually dealing with those past things do begin to get complicated. Oh. Now, I must ask, um, Aaron, mm -hmm. why why would a servant of Shaylin be wearing such drab clothing? It seems your clothes are but a void when there is a kaleidoscope of colors one could wear. Well, I have this really nice cape that I got recently. Um, the shirt is because it's very effective for adventuring uh, and it's not like I'm loaded. So it's not, you know, I don't get to always choose what I wear. I have to kind of take what's most efficient. I'm also a wizard. So I have to kind of keep that stuff in mind too, you know? I see. I see, I see. It must be hard for you to wear such dark threads. <laughs> and you you can tell, I mean, he's like, Jimmy, like, man, that one must be depressing. Because, like, <laughs> he's wearing, like, very, very uh, colorful. I close my I, eyes. I, I imagine it's somewhere between, technical yeah, between Technicolor Dreamcoat <laughs> or, like, a very flashy drug rug. <laughs> It's gosh, um, that's so good. He's just, he's wearing a, a rabbi event. a rabbi gym breastplate, denoting the yeah. He's made me insecure about my clothing choices. We need to get he's not judging you. you. He's he's concerned for you. He's he's genuinely now yeah, I'm concerned he's like, for myself. He's like, Damn, that sucks. I'm sorry you have to do sorry have to deal with that. But it's just wheel day. I mean, he changes his clothes. You know, come on. <laughs> he does say, not "I really, I too, once had to." resort to resourcefulness i um spent much time in the country of night all oh. working for working for shaylin in the domain of her cursed brother i um was on a pilgrimage performing illegal shaylin blessed marriages oh being caught would have meant certain death. Hmm, that's so nice. Marriages of love. It's true. Most of most of Nidalee's marriages are not a celebratory situation, but one of duty and responsibility. Yeah. But enough of talk of uh, Zon Kuthan and but yes, please go and see Brenda Song. She um, must be preparing. Uh, priest, I did have a question. Aaron has told me a little bit about this, but Zondkathon, and I know you told us not to talk about him anymore, but he and Shaylin <laughs> are siblings, are they not? Uh, elf gods are weird compared to these Western gods. Oh my, oh my gosh. <laughs> Other places in the world. It's on the mind. <laughs> um, what is happening? Um, <laughs> Nothing is happening. We're we're gonna we're gonna zip lock right over that. We're gonna seal it and throw it in the freezer. Um, keep it in the chat, as Aaron likes to say. Shaylin and Zonkathon are siblings, 
And I just wanted to know what the relationship was like being so close to the Night Elise, who are stark, strong worshippers of Zonkathon. Well, I believe if you asked me and any of their priests, I'm sure you'd get two completely different answers. But if I am to follow Shalem's way, it is to treat our darkened brothers and sisters with her um, love and beauty that we can always find hope in those that might be swayed or have other um, have other perspectives on how one's devotion might please their deity. I I would say it's not easy. I I can't speak for your um, pantheon of gods, but I think it's honestly a test putting both temples within eyesight of each other. I and I hope it brings forth a good communion where we may still bring honor to Kentargo and to both of our deities. Agreed, brother. You're very wise. I appreciate your encouragement, Brother Aaron. If there's any time, I don't know how long you all spend, uh, plan to spend here in Cantargo, but you are all welcome here for the time being. Thank you for your hospitality. Yes, I must get back to helping the uh, hungry, if you will. And he goes to, begins pouring more uh, stew and porridge into some bowls, so... But yeah, that is it. And you guys do see that there is a, a small crowd kind of walking up the uh, silvery marble steps up to the uh, the top of the, towards the top of the temple. Aaron, what did he mean when he said it takes a toll on you? Is this sort of magic, something you're familiar with? I think we're all very interested in potentially uh, mm. speaking with the dead, but... Can I make a check? Is it going to be sure. harmful? What kind was of it also check? just like, was he just uh, referring like psychologically? Like I'm not dwelling sure. in the past yeah. is tough? Um, our, you could do arcane or divine, either one. There is no divine skill. Oh, there's not? Oh, religion, religion. my bad. Uh, 36 arcana. Um... You, I would say you probably don't know of, I would say the rituals you know that you can speak to the dead are like speak with undead. It's where you literally like mm -hmm. cause the body to kind of like wake up and talk to you. Um, but I would say you're, it's a little bit of a gray area magically where you're, I would say you would probably be intrigued um, mm -hmm. on this ritual. That's how they put it. Um, but by what he was saying, the drawbacks of the situation is definitely a mint, just more of like, it is a mental toll to dwell on such things, you know? And like one could be addicted or not being, it, right. it could, it, it could cause being able to talk with a loved one that has passed could be very good for some people. Whereas in other cases, it could be very uh, problematic for others. And I think that's what he was trying to be like wary of. It definitely like, I think it speaks to the human in 
you know, Urkel, they're just like holding on, right? Like the, the holding on to, to something that's gone. So I definitely feel that. That it could be like a, a um, what's that mirror in Harry Potter? The one that you look into mm. and it tells you what you want. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like that, you know, where you just like hung up on it. Yeah. I, I think I'm I see myself. I'm head of the Quidditch team. I'm holding the Quidditch I'm cup. Holding, I'm holding the house cup. I'm holding the house <laughs> cup. <laughs> okay, uh, you guys head inside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Cool. Um, as you guys approach. Wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out. Is food allowed in the temple? Do we eat lunch before we go in? Yeah. No food sure is allowed. Thank you for coming to the Temple of Shaylin. No food is permitted <laughs> on the premises at all times. Please enjoy that. <laughs> I believe you had an elven breakfast back at the uh, back at the school for girls. Yeah, but, but Temple Hill's a good walk away, right? It's like already maybe noon, right? It burned up sure. a lot of the calories on the walk over. I, I'm sure there's plenty of like food trucks and vendors uh, <laughs> around. Where's the food truck temple? The food carriages. Where's the food truck Desna temple? <laughs> Yeah, get, get your Kentargan quesadillas over here. All right. Somebody's serving <laughs> kebabs. Somebody. Kentargan kebabs. As, as you guys walk up the steps and you begin to actually in, in, enter the temple, which is, like, again, very, like, open, open architecture, um, I imagine there's all kinds of, like, beautiful uh, and just, like, huge um, wind chimes, you know? Like, cool. really well done, like, glass-colored glass, -colored glass um, wind chimes. Also, there's probably some like windows up at the top, like stained glass that are just like, again, like a kaleidoscope of different colors, you know, from the sunlight coming in. Um, and then in all of the rafters, there's just like a ton of different kinds of birds just kind of like wow. flying in and perched and stuff. And then just ton of shit on the floor. <laughs> um, you, you get it, guys? You get it? Do you see why I have the birds like everywhere? Why I put a bird on everything? And then all the birds just flock to Aaron and start just eating his birds. No, seat. wait, that's my lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Does Aaron think of baby back ribs? Aaron misses baby oh, back ribs. Baby, baby back, back ribs. ribs. I, okay, if I remember correctly, you, you sent him away, right? He, he didn't die. No, yeah, I sent him away. I never actually had like a bird. Is, well, is baby back ribs here? Yes, baby back ribs. Baby back ribs flies in through the window. He flew from the Mwangi. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, it's also winter in the north, so there's no reason for baby back ribs to be <laughs> That's here. That's right. Yeah. True, true. Aaron tries anyways. He holds his hand in the air and says, baby back ribs. He closes his eyes. He says, I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. <laughs> I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. I just listened to that. Does no, anything happen? I'm sorry. Nothing Aaron sheds a tear. I I did. Have you guys seen that commercial? Well, like the OG we all commercial? follow middle class fancy, so we all saw yeah, the same yeah, post. All, yeah, <laughs> so funny. Just that Chili's commercial. Uh, it's so oh, yeah, fucking stupid. Okay, we're moving on. We'll listen to it after the episode. Um, but yeah, you guys come in and you see there is a halfling woman. Uh, wearing uh, all kinds of uh, like colorful uh, robes and uh, jewelry, uh, rings and, and earrings and necklaces and stuff. 
and she is tuning or um I get you tune a harp, right? Yeah. You kinda have yeah. to like Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so she's like tuning it and then like slowly strumming her fingers across it. And with the acoustics and like the chirps of the um the uh the birds and the colors and the everything like it, I imagine it's very beautiful. It's very on brand for Shaylin. Um, and yeah, everybody is uh, chilling in there, incensed, all kinds of beautiful smells. And she begins to play. Just this really. moving piece and um it's kind of in my opinion it's kind of like a i didn't write name of the wind so i'm not going to be able to describe <laughs> how beautiful the music sounds mm -hmm. to you guys uh but i am at try to think of of the warm happy feelings and then kind of in the midpoint of the song there even seems to be almost like a like a sadness yeah but like a like a good like it's almost like a story being told and and then it resolves with like the right chords and the right um uh, motifs and everything and kind of comes to a um a good crescendo at the end of warm feelings once again are brought back uh, but you all feel like you've kind of gone on a journey through the song that she plays you have no recollection of how long she's been playing she could have been playing for like two minutes or or like half an hour you know, um, but eventually everyone in the crowd, she stops and bows. Oh, I forgot to mention she is wearing a like colorful um, mask. So it looks silvery and like not made of marble, but a silvery um, even maybe kind of like a pointed mask, not necessarily like a plague doctor, but right. something that kind of gives off like avian features. Um and she's wearing like this owl kind of songbird mask. Um, and then she stands up and bows and everyone is plotting. Some people are like wiping away tears. Uh, some people are like smiling ear to ear. But I'm curious, each of you, what what is each of your reactions to this kind of like emotional journey through this song? I think Urkel is um, weirdly um, hesitant, I think, um, like hearing something that is supposed to evoke emotion, deep emotion. I think there was a time where he was very interested in that and explored that f fairly readily. But I think over the past few months, um, everything that's happened and then <clears throat> even some unresolved stuff from when he was a little bit younger, um, I think he's guarded. I think he's a little bit afraid to, to feel. So I think he's trying to appreciate the music at face value. Be like, wow, she's a very talented woman, a very skilled musician. Hmm. Nice. I think Kalere is similar, but I think Kalere's ego has been broken down a little bit more than Urkel's has over the course of us being together. Um, and I so I think she she does let the music take her on a journey. And while at first she might be trying to take things on face value, but I think the journey it takes her on is one of family. Um, I think the beginning of the happiness, the crescendo is her young years as an elf in the Mwangi with her family. 
the sadness that is experienced in the middle is kind of that family being taken away um, by the great tragedy that she um, kind of came into contact with. And then the crescendo and the bringing back of the original motif or melody or whatever you want to say is this newfound hope, a new family, and a desire and purpose moving forward. So I think by the end of this, Kaleri is also kind of tearing up, um, kind of like with this resolved emotion to keep pushing forward, I, I would say is what she experiences throughout the song. I think Aaron really is like indulging in the beauty of the song and like the the composition and he's like enjoying it like like a dessert or something like a really <laughs> like awesome. yeah like a like a chocolate cake and he is just, just so like into it. indulging in the beauty of it um and he he does feel emotions i don't think they tie to any like part of his life for him but it's like i think he's in awe of how she's using these emotions and conveying like we're using music to convey these emotions and that it makes him feel those emotions less so about like contacting some point of his life mm. Rizzy gig. <clears throat> oh, whoops. <clears throat> oh, no. <laughs> Rizzy gig is weeping. <laughs> malfunction. Throat malfunction. Um, Rizzy gig uh, has had a lot of uh, heavy things on his mind and, and is just not in a great place. And this song is just a moment for him to, to not think about that. He just allows himself to uh, escape into it for a little bit and and not feel the things he's feeling and, and think about those things. And, and he just lets the song be beautiful and, uh, and enjoys it and is sad when it's over. Well, time passes and people kind of begin uh, leaving kind of going back out to where the, the food trucks are and <laughs> everything else outside <laughs> going about their their days. It's about noon, like you said, lunchtime. Kintar, um, grab and go. Yeah. Uh, priests are coming in and out. And the halfling begins to kind of like pack up her harp. But uh, what do you guys do as people are kind of like going in and out, leaving and breaking up? Um, I say, Urkel, go tell her part of the Belfar. What? Yeah, Urkel, um, Urkel, go, go. Uh, right. No, that's okay. it's your job. <clears throat> oh, wait, no, no, no. The Bellflowers told us about her, right? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't did, the school for yeah. okay, told I was confused. us to connect with her, yeah. <clears throat> I was like, just because she's halfway, we're going <laughs> to go over her. Hey, uh, I got a lot of friends with a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of Bellflower friends. Yeah, okay. Urkel uh, approaches and um, is going to start off by, again, brown nosing as usual. Marvelous. So you truly are very skilled. Um, my name is Urkel Short, and he's gonna put his hand out to her, legit wearing the gloves and try to make an impression. Okay. 
Yeah, give me a diplomacy check. Do I get a plus four with those gloves? Uh, I think it's five, but yeah. Five? Yo. Yeah. But yeah, you can, it's like, yeah, it's a big bonus, but it only works the first time he meets yeah, me. Yeah, that's a 30. <laughs> Same, honestly. What? <laughs> what did you say? I didn't even, no one heard that. He's going. <laughs> you said, I'm sorry. Chance just said big bonus, but it only works the first time you see somebody. So I just had to say, honestly, same. I right, move on. Move on. Move on. This isn't last episode. We, we are being serious. Yeah. That's right. Very serious. This serious is actually very, sad you, times. You got to chop this. I got a 38. Yeah. 38. Um, she says, why? Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Did the uh, song move you in any specific way? <clears throat> um, yes. Um, I, yes, I think it did. Um, these, these here, how many kind of gestures back at the three? These are my friends. And um, believe it or not, we've been all over the world over the past few months. And... Um, we've experienced a lot of anguish um, but we've experienced a lot of hope and um, I believe I believe there is definitely a connection between what we just heard um, and the journey that we've been on so far so uh, the emotions were definitely present good I'm I'm glad you all could relate um I wasn't always a priestess of Shaylin. I actually was an adventurer for a time, similar as you, and I wrote this song um, near the end of my journey. Lost, uh, lost my adventuring group. Gods. Oh, goodness. He covers his mouth. <laughs> oh, so sorry. It's okay. We all get one, one freebie. <laughs> that must be terrible. Fortunately, we, we've been with each other for a while, and I don't believe that any of us previously um, necessarily lost any party members, but we can empathize with loss. For certain. But I caught a tone of resolution, a crescendo, and then a a, a landing, if you will. Oh, Urkel's what good. hope what hope did you find at the end of your journey? I found myself in Cantago. And I met some good brothers and sisters here that are Trying to do a good thing. Find those who are lost. It's about this time that I crafted a ritual that I might help other adventurers who have lost loved ones. I assume you may have heard of this service? Yes. Um... We spoke with uh, the priest earlier. 
um, and he let us know that this is something that you you do for the community. Um, and I believe uh, we were told we were actually told to come here um, by, and he gets quiet, makes sure nobody else really hears, but by Nolly of the Bellflower Network. She said that you were an old friend of hers in the network. There's like a pause, and obviously she's wearing this mask <clears throat> that she nods and says, ah, I see. Yes, Nolly and I go a ways back. She, she was the one who brought me into the fold, if you will. You've been to the fold? Yes, if you're... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you like Pesh? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, she says, if if you're friends with Nolly Peltry, then you're friends of mine. If any of you are interested, um, I could arrange a ritual this afternoon. I think Urkel shifts, looks around at everyone else, and says, um, anyone interested? Actually, yeah. Yeah, I think I might. Um. Yeah. Aaron says, you know, I am a cleric and a wizard, and I would love the opportunity to see and learn this ritual from you, at least to witness it. And I think... We have a friend who also might be interested. His name is Brian. Uh, we have to check with him, but he is... He's in a similar position to how you were when you first came. So, perhaps he has some people, people he would like to speak to. I'll go find him. And runs off. <laughs> Not really runs out. <laughs> I also plan to participate... As Urkel mentioned, none of us are strangers to loss, and it might be nice to be able to speak to those who have gone on just one more time. Well, I think there's a few of us that are interested. I see. Well, if you all want to come back when the sun is on its descent, and she kind of motions up, and you see... There's like um, a spiral staircase in the kind of the center of the heart of the first floor. And it kind of goes up and you see there are like other kind of rooms and stuff in the uh, scaffolding. And she says, I have a quiet place up above that we can perform this ritual. And hopefully it may help you on your journey. I must be frank with you that I usually only do this once twice if necessary for some it's not healthy to see their loved ones repeatedly does more harm than good if you were all okay with that so I need how fast can Aaron find Brian? Um, I would 
say you can probably run to, I mean, you're, you guys are already on the other side of, uh, Kentargo. You're in old Kentargo, uh, or the other half, I would say. So you could probably run there, run back, get there in time or walk, you know, how far does it take to get there? Probably say less than an hour. Okay. When I get there, I teleport me and Brian back. (laughs) (laughs) Voip. We're back. Hey. <laughs> Yo, dude. Man, that's crazy. Wow. How many people can you do that with? Four or five? <laughs> like four or five, yeah. Holy yeah, and cow. I imagine I imagine as you guys are like the other three are chilling. Um <laughs> does Aaron tell Brian what you're doing, or do you just like, hey, no. you gotta see this? And then, hey, hold my hands. No, I say, <laughs> Brian, come. I found therapy. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> We have discovered therapy. <laughs> it's just strong. Uh, and then, yeah, just womp, you guys. Uh, it's I imagine like teleporting is similar to I don't know if you guys have seen the first Thor movie, but every time they use the like rainbow bridge or whatever, the there's like Bifrost. an imprint. Yeah. yeah, the Bifrost. There's like an imprint in the ground of where you teleported. And there's just like <laughs> runes that are like stained on the yeah. level floor now. We will clean this up. No, don't you worry. Impossible. We are waiting for our turn. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, Brian and Aaron just like pop voip. right in front of you guys. We voip, voip in. if you will. Uh, about an voip. hour or two later. Um, and Brian is just like taken aback by like the stark difference between the tooth and nail and the temple of Shaylin, the songbird, uh, songbird hall. So uh, he's, he's blown away and he says, Aaron, what, what is this place? This is the Temple of Shaylin. I decided to bring you pretty fast because I did not want to miss the ritual. But this is a ritual where you can speak to those you've lost. You don't have to do it, but I thought there's every chance you want to say yes or no. Now's the time because it didn't. I didn't want you to miss the opportunity, but you know, I don't want to put you in a place where you're not ready to go. Also, there's snacks. Yeah. I don't have any bird, bird seed anymore. Bird seeds. Freaking bird, bird seed. <laughs> Yeah, there's like a flock of pigeons just terrorized Aaron when he walked in. <laughs> do, do followers of Shaylin take a communion of sorts? Is there just something that- bird seed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As the- as the cup comes up, it becomes nothing as the birds come in. And just <laughs> yeah. It's communion. Communion with nature. The birds. Yeah, you guys. Uh, Brian says, I, I'm wary, but if the four of you are all willing to see loved ones from before, I, I think I will too. Bingo's death is still fresh with me, and I think I might have some words to share. And uh, at this time, Brenda, you know, has has moved her harp. It's no longer on the main floor, uh, but she says, "If you all will come with me." 
we could begin. And you guys accompany her up the beautiful spiral staircase and go into some of the lofts that are kind of uh, scattered amongst the scaffolding of the temple. And you come to one room that is lit with incense and uh, it's darker, uh, but the lit, the sorry, the lighting is strategic. Um, But it seems like a I would say it feels like a safe place, right? And there's like cushions on the floor and uh, the smell. You're not really sure what's burning, but it smells like home to whatever that means to you. And you see the heart is kind of chance. Yeah, I just <laughs> that, like line, him, that line. Yeah, that's real. I'm sorry. 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 To not, I love that. It's though. really good. Uh, but the harp is kind of in the center the centerpiece of the room. And she says, Brian, if you will. You may enter first. And he enters and, you know, I imagine it's like a <laughs> earthbound bead <laughs> door. <laughs> um, and you guys hear the music playing from the inside. And after about 15, 20 minutes, it kind of like comes to a close. And it's kind of quiet. And then eventually Brian kind of walks out from the beaded doorway. You can see his eyes are a bit red and puffy. And he, um, well, it, I can attest to you all. She's correct. It does work. And, um, kind of looks at Aaron and says I believe the weight is lifted thank you Aaron for bringing me here yes yes (laughs) I'm glad to hear that Brian it's awesome I can VoIP you Um, home if you want to later (laughs) I I think I'll walk. Okay, cool. <laughs> Actually, what am I? What am I saying? Brian's like also a wizard. He probably thinks that shit's cool. Um, yeah, he's probably like a couple more levels than I can learn that shit. Yeah, exactly. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he he is a cleric, but he is a cleric of Nethys. Oh, of <laughs> so very similar to me. Next door, that little bastard, Brian. Yeah, <laughs> he he's a cleric subclass wizard yeah (laughs) um but yeah he kind of goes off and uh says clary you may enter urkel you may enter if you are ready sure why the hell not urkel will stand up walk in um yeah you go in she takes her place on a little stool near the harp and she says, all I need from you is to close your eyes and open your mind. I think I can do that. Sure. Now, I should, I should share with you now that I am merely accessing the memories 
of the loved one you wish to speak with. And I will channel that within myself. This is merely a projection of how you remember them. But so I hope... You're telling me that it's just, it's not really a connection. It's just my own thoughts and opinions of my lost loved ones. They, they will be as real to you now as you remember them. And as Urkel closes his eyes and the music begins playing, I imagine kind of like a catalog of, you know, is like fluttering of all kinds of memories. And Zach, what is the memory that Urkel chooses to kind of relive? I would say this, it's like the pensive from Harry Potter, where you're able to go back to a moment and like be in that moment. Shoot. Um, <clears throat> is it one that he wants to relive verbatim? Is that what you're t- asking? Or is you, it one that you want to... It's more of a setting and you'll have autonomy within that <clears throat> memory. It's got to be. It, it has to be. Um, after we had just killed the Bargast and Urkel had his first and last decent conversation with his father. Um, and they had the, they shared the drink together that night. So the smell in the room, as you kind of like focus on this memory, uh, you smell as if you're in the room of Tiberius's house in Breachill. And the harp begins to fade into the crackle of the fire. And you're back in that scene, that comfy chair. And you kind of like open your eyes and you look and you're like holding the outlaw whiskey and just sitting with Tiberius. I think he just sits for a second and stares. Um, And I just want to make sure I'm right. I'm so sorry. Is this again, if it's like the pensive, are we reliving the memory or you're able, he is passed on and we're just in the building and he already knows that he's dead. You already, you have the mind that you have now. Okay. But you're able to like go back and change what you say, but it won't, it won't alter anything, but you're able to like, okay. Go back as you are to that moment. Okay. I think Urkel, I I imagine Tiberius is like mid-story, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel like he shows up, Urkel just is in the chair, and Tiberius is just rattling on about one of the times that him and the Herald Nine were out kicking ass, and, Mm and Urkel, I think, when he's finished, says hey dad um 
I know this seems like a strange time. But if you, if you had another chance to do it over again, would you have continued down the path of adventuring? Or would you have tried to figure things out with me, with mom? I imagine there's kind of like, he's almost like frozen in place, right? Yeah. Because it's like a memory and this like didn't happen, right? Right. And you feel in like your physical brain, almost like someone in your brain, like looking for like memories of like, to be able to like put together what Tiberius would have like sounded like, talked like all this stuff. And like time kind of like unfreezes. And he kind of like looks at you and says, I've seen so much of their, what there is in this world, slaying so many foes, thinking I was doing the right thing. Helping people. But at the end of the day, I think I hurt the ones I cared the most about. I can't answer for sure. But I know If I were to do it again, I'd be 10 times a better husband and father than I was. And then he takes a big, long sips. It's like he just like empties his glass of outlaw whiskey. I think Urkel swirls his whiskey and just takes a big sip too and says, but that's life, isn't it? You don't really get to try again. You just get to learn. But strangely enough, Dad, I know that it feels like forever since we've talked. But Even just the small amount that I've learned on the road has given me a lot of sympathy and empathy for you. And as much as you've gone through it all and seen it all, you were never taught how to do it right. But tonight, he holds up his glass and says, tonight I want you to know that mom loves you to death. And then I love you too. I imagine he um, kind of turns away. He doesn't look you in the eyes. You start to say this. He just kind of looks at the fire. 
And I imagine for the first time Urkel's ever seen. But you see like a tear kind of roll down and like glisten on his green cheek. And then. Yeah, I think that's enough. You kind of like fade back into the room. I think Urkel stands up quickly, <clears throat> like, <clears throat> and uh, just says, thank you for your time. Kind of politely nods and walks out. And I think as he comes out of the door, he just says, I need to run to the restroom real quick. Just walks past. A few farts escape as he's running around. <laughs> Larry says, Uncle, you look like Christmas, all that green and red. <laughs> it's um, the gas. <laughs> Larry. <laughs> Every step is another fart. <laughs> <laughs> um, Calary, you're next. And just to you, <laughs> you enter the the small, uh, cozy room and go through the same process of ex- her explaining to you how it works. Uh, what is the scene that like flickers to life when the um, music begins to play? Clary is sitting on her father Camille's shoulders as they're walking to the ceremony where her mother is going to be. Named Coletti. All right. You are. You said you're on the shoulders of your dad. Mm-hmm. This is like the cold open we saw, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you guys see it's like a somber scene, you know, because it's a it's a great arm. Um, it's a great honor. But it is also uh, a little bit of grieving because it's kind of permanently branding yourself with uh, evil, which is gold. And I imagine Akira is probably hanging out at the the legs of your dad. Um, and the whole. Also, I didn't even think about this, but the whole Jaguar tribe, right? Like the so many of your cousins and neighbors and all of these faces you like barely remember, but now that you have like your mature mind, you can actually like see them, you know? Uh, But you see your mother with the elders of the Jaguar tribe and begin to do the process of melting the liquid gold and begin pouring it on her forearms. What's Kaleri thinking or doing? I think, like you said, with like a mature mind, the scene looks so much different. I think in in the memories that Kaleri has, this is just kind of like somber for somber's sake. Like it's dusk, it's nighttime. Um, But having gone through this process, she understands the melancholy kind of weight that is on top of everyone as this kind of goes on. Um, 
Chance, would it be reverent for me to like whisper to my father or should I wait until after the ceremony is over? Uh, I think you're young enough that it, it's definitely okay. Yeah, Kaleria is going to like try to be as reverent as possible as like a young elf, you know, human year is probably like five. <laughs> you wouldn't <laughs> know to be. Um, um, and she says, Father, what does it mean to be Kaledi? It is a great honor, Kaleri, the greatest. It means sacrificing your own life for your tribe. Just the strongest thing one can do. And your mother is the strongest Akujai of the Jaguar. What what would you do if me or Carrie ran away from home, Dad. Would you come get us? <laughs> Damn. Smiles and says, Through jungle, desert, or sea, your mother and I would travel however far to find both of you. Worry not, little one. You're both safe here with us. Damn. Dad, I... One day I hope I can have your wisdom and mom's strength. Maybe I can be a Kaledi too. And go find those who are lost. <laughs> I'm not five anymore. I'm like 900. <laughs> I guess it's what I One say. One day when doesn't I'm really, 900. Doesn't really matter. Cause like, it's just me and my body when I'm five. Yeah. <sighs> Without a doubt, Kaleri. You and Akira can accomplish anything. You are both strong and wise, even in your early years. But no, you are stronger and wiser together. I think uh, I look down at Akira, uh, who's not dead, so I don't know how this works. But I it's a say, memory. Um, it's a memory, so, yeah. We'll always be together, right, Akira? I'm the brawn and you're the brains. We got this. We can do this. Yeah. Unless you pounce on me one more time, then it's over. Well, if you light my hair on fire, what else am I supposed to do? 
And at this, I imagine slowly the room begins to fade and unravel back. It, this is bullshit. <laughs> this is not cool right now. I, I literally... I blew up in the middle of that because I couldn't handle it anymore. I was about to start crying, man. Well, like, it's the the point... We don't have to... I want to stop the train. But the point of, like, I will always find you. You're always going to be safe yeah, with that us. that got me. And then it's just like... And then it's just like... Unless we're not there anymore. You know? Mm -hmm. Damn. Damn. For me, it was... It was it was both, and like I don't want to bog down too much since we're already like an hour. I know we're probably going to cut twenty minutes of this, but I think for Calarian, for me, it was like one will always be there to protect you, but Calarian knows they won't. Yeah. Two, it's like what would you do if one of us was lost and yeah. it's we would come find you, and Calarian's yeah. like. I'm, I'm going to find my brother. You need like to find that's... my brother. In the same way, you need to go find your brother. Yeah, Clary <laughs> walks out. Um, she's also, like, just as distraught as Urkel was. Um, she's just going to give Aaron and Frisgig a hug. So I assume Urkel's just still in the bathroom. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> Clary. Hey, hey, boys. It's the boys. That's it. That's all. Aaron. Whenever Fine, you're I guess ready. I'll do it. Whatever. Aaron takes a deep breath before he walks in. And then he goes inside. All right. Initiation, you know, instructions and everything. And then overclock. The Sorry. <laughs> what is the memory that Aaron focuses in on? A random afternoon when Alora comes back from the university and is telling me about her day. And it's just monotonous. Is Emeth there? No, she's not there. I think... I think what Aaron's looking for is... Just some quality time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like you said, I imagine um, Alora is just like going on about... Um, she just got home from the academy. And it's just going on about how there's the faculty are, you know, like have their favorites and they have this. And then, you know, there's some weird tiefling with a gun in the corner cleaning up messes. And uh, just kidding, Ronnie. Um, <laughs> but there is, uh, but no, yeah, she's just like telling you, like, just, yeah, like literally uh, you and I, I feel like both know the vibe of coming yeah. home and our, our teacher. Uh, partners just telling us all the bullshit they had to deal with. Um, but yeah, you're just sitting there like listening and smiling, I'm imagining. Yeah. And then, you know, I think after a good while, he just says, I'm really glad you're home. I missed you. 
She smiles and says, I was only gone eight hours, Aaron. Yeah. I just couldn't stop thinking about you. Oh, stop. I'm sure you were busy as well. What did you do today? Oh, you know, been all around, made some new friends. Went to temple, heard some music. And thought of you. Maybe I should just give up this whole academy thing and maybe we should just get out of here. Yeah. That sounds nice. I imagine you begin talking about another topic and I imagine Aaron just like sits and just like is choosing not to say anything new, but just replaying the memory as it was. Yeah. And about that time, uh, Emeth comes in dinner prep. The night begins to wind down and you wake up back in the room. Princess, thank you. Of course. Mm. Aaron walks out spiritually sun-kissed. <laughs> Aaron's got his mind. It's just a crisp, cool 100 for Aaron's <laughs> brain. He's just, he's, he's, he's got it nailed down. Man, that is awesome. All right, lastly, Frizz a gig, it is your time, your turn. All right. Go in. Frizz a gig steps inside. Yeah. She begins to explain the process. Yeah, I think. Um, Just going back to one of the times, I think it was just a nice uh, day, Um, you know, big blue sky with lots of big clouds. Um, There's a breeze flowing through, ruffling the trees and the grass, and I think the two of them are just hanging out at the big tree. All right. Maybe just having a conversation. Yeah. So you guys are, you know, younger kids Mm -hmm. and uh, doing what kids do when they just go out in the woods and play with sticks and pretend to be adventurers. And I imagine Treasel is talking about something. Would you say this is like before or after her like um, lessons with uh, Warble? Probably towards the beginning. So, like, she's off doing those things, but I don't think it's gotten tense yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's talking to you. And you're just kind of, like, slowly, like, easing into the memory. 
Is there anything you want to say as she's, you guys are hanging out? Uh, Frizzy Gig is going to interject and say, uh, a treasel? Yeah, Frizzy Gig. Do, do you think you're ever gonna change? Like, really change? Or do you think you'll be the same as you are right now? We all gotta grow up, Frizz. If we're gonna be adventurers and get out of Gingash, we've gotta change. Well, I, I, I don't mean just growing up. I mean, you look back at at the person you were before, and and that's the person you are now. And maybe in, in the future, that's still who you kind of see yourself as, but but really you're a whole different person. If I if 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 I was a totally different person from who I am right now, what what would you think of that? You know, like, pause, and it's kind of, like, fluttering through your memories, trying to think of a, like, reaction response. Then, like, unfreezes. I'd still think... I'd still think you... I mean, you're frizz. I mean, what, what are you trying to change? What are you trying to... What are you afraid of, frizz? You're... You're still goblin. You're still from Gimgash. I'm not. I'm not trying to change anything. I think at one point I did. Or well, I thought I did, but really I didn't. I didn't want to change anything at all. But I think things will change. And what if I'm not happy with the choices I've made? And you kind of get the, you're starting to get the vibe of like the more complex, mature answers, you know, that are deviating, the harder it is for it to kind of like re react and respond with. It says, I can't, I can't think of you changing to where I wouldn't recognize you. I mean, you're a you're a Gimgash goblin, just like me, just like mom and dad and Gimgash himself. I anything you anything you do, you're still gonna be my little brother, like Frizz. Think of think about all those. All those uh, reagents you're messing around with. You, you got you got ingredients, and when you mix them together, you you create some kind of reaction or chemical change, and it you create a whole new thing that's better than the ingredients were on their own. 
and it's useful. You can make medicine or potions or all kinds of stuff. So I think even if you were to change, I'm sure you'd be useful to somebody out there or to Gimgash or whatever. So you're saying I'd... I'd be just like the things that create... Same pieces, just looks different. Well, I don't want to school you, but what you're just describing is a physical change. <laughs> In chemistry 101, <laughs> chemical change creates an all new kind of thing. Hmm. And she kind of eventually like comes over and it's like, Prisigig, you're all... You're always the worrier. Now, I don't know what's gotten into you. One day you're spouting off, blowing stuff up. The next, you're talking about being an adventurer, and now you're freaking out and you don't want to do anything, it sounds like. I think you just got to listen right here. And she kind of like points to your chest. Whatever you decide to do is what you decide to do. That's how Grandpa did it. That's how dad did it. And that's how we're going to do it. Now. You're right. You are prone to blowing, blowing stuff up like Tim Tam. And I imagine like when she says this, it like cuts in your memory to like an explosion, you know? And then. Mm -hmm. And breaking stuff and causing trouble. And then it like cuts again to that scene of the village being attacked and things breaking and people fighting. And then like, I imagine your mind is like flittering, like it's like crossing between this nice scene and that like kind of scary scene. And you see trees will kind of like freeze up like completely. And you're starting to see more of those scenes of the village getting attacked and bombarded. And slowly you see the scene of the perspective of from under the carriage and the bomb rolling out. And Frizzigig, I think you're thinking like, this isn't what I wanted. This is like that you feel like you've been hijacked from the memory. And you see that memory that Desna showed you, like, playing out of of what you would imagine it was Treasel reliving that moment from her perspective. And it's cutting and black and then just black. And you hear the sounds of her going through the woods and trying to call for help. And you hear the sounds of Alden and the adventurers talking in the woods and her asking for help and you feel the plunge in your chest and then it's just like all building up to this climax and then you're just immediately like yanked out like a cartridge ripped out of like an N64 and you're like not like a fade in like everyone else got but you're thrown back into the room lying sprawled on the floor and you look across from you and the harp 
when Brenda's song is not playing the harp, the harp is tipped over and you see her sprawled out on the floor. And you see her slowly, shakily move a hand and open the mask. And in front of you is Bryn Humblegazer, the halfling girl that attacked your village two years ago. And that's the end of the episode. Oh. What? <laughs> no. The hell? Oh my goodness. What the f- Oh. <laughs> Holy shit. shit. That is the chance. I don't that every Yo, single time dude. you've introduced somebody oh from Frisbee's backstory, it's been like relatively like <laughs> forecasted. I did not see that coming. Not at all. I didn't either. Not at all. Wow.